You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, sexymarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. One of the things I love about Sexy Marriage Radio Nation is the fact that they support us in all kinds of ways. Yeah. One of which being jumping on iTunes and leaving reviews, comments, rating us, sharing, subscribing, helping us climb the charts, spread the word that married sex is such a hotbed for sex. Yeah, we love that. But this just came... Um, in iTunes, it said, I recently found out about this podcast. I'm binge listening to old episodes while also listening to the new episodes as they come out. I've learned so much, and you are doing a great job of taking the stigma out of sex talk for Christians. No stigma, baby. Which is great, because yep. Christians have sex, so why <laughs> let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about it. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, and we're so glad that you've joined us, and we want to hear... What's on your mind? Uh, if it's a comment that can help spread the word, uh, jump on iTunes, just like uh, the message that was left earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want a question that you've got to, would love to ask, because we like to set ourselves up as the place where if you're not sure where you can ask a question, this is it. No topic is off limits. So 214-702-9565 is the voicemail line. You can also send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Because we love to hear what's on your mind in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation so that we can speak to what is ailing or would help you. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Noom for supporting Sexy Marriage Radio. Sticking to a weight loss plan can be hard. Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits and in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash smr so coming up on today's regular free version of sexy marriage radio uh several of your questions and several of our answers mm-hmm. that's just the way it goes we always try to have equal sides to <laughs> that both would be of nice <laughs> and on the extended version of sexy marriage radio which is deeper <laughs> twice as long and there's no ads you can subscribe at sexymarriage.net. we're going to do a deep dive into what is normal mm. seems to be a question everybody's asking we all feel like we're abnormal. <laughs> there are times that that is true. There's nothing new under the sun, though, people. But what is normal and where we're going to go with that may not be what you're thinking. Okay. So if you're not a member of the Academy that gets the extended content, sign up at sexymarriageradio.net. So all that's coming up on today's show. Hi. Um, my husband and I have been married for 10 and a half years. We have four kids, ages six months to six years old. Um, And after listening to your show for the first time two years ago, my husband and I had an intensely deep conversation about his struggle with porn, which we'd already talked about multiple times in our marriage up to that point. But this time we made some huge progress. He was accountable to me for want of another option, and things were really good for the last two years with almost zero struggle. About one month after having our fourth baby, he started an accountability group with some good friends from church, which was great because I didn't have to think about it anymore. But a few weeks ago, I asked him how it was going, and when I learned that he'd been struggling a lot more since the baby came, I've really been having a hard time dealing with it. He hasn't masturbated anything he's seen in a couple years now, but the fact that he's still looking is really hard. I know his struggle was brought on from lack of desire and attention from me due to our babies, but we've still been having sex around twice a week, so it's hard to be okay with him struggling so much again. 
he hates this about himself, and it's not like he thinks I need to get over it or anything. I can't help but go back to the unhealthy frame of mind that if he really loved me, he'd be able to stop. How do I continue to be a loving and supportive wife through this? I feel like I deserve better and should get to expect more, but I know nobody's perfect, including me, and this is our struggle. Still, do I just have to accept that my husband will look at stuff on and off for the rest of our lives? How long does he get to struggle with this? Do I just need to ignore it, knowing he's at least being accountable to others, and knowing that it should hopefully go back to how it was before our fourth baby? But how do I continue to be willing to have sex with him and smile and kiss him when I know he probably looked at some other woman's breast that day? I think us wives really need some guidance in this area. I'm just so tired of all of this, and I feel pretty lost. So there you go. Thanks for listening and for all you guys do. You really have helped our marriage so much. Thanks. So this is a struggle. It is on both sides. It absolutely is. Um, And I want to begin with, uh, first off, thank you for sharing this. Yeah, this is a struggle that's hitting home with a lot of people that are listening It is. She's not alone in this. He's not alone in this. Um, But I guess to start with is I'm curious about what's the definition of the word struggle? Because... The fact it could be deemed the struggle is I'm still tempted. But is there action that goes along with that or not? And that's, right. I, I don't know. I, can, I have a leaning based on way, the way she's talking that there's still action going along with it as far as the looking, because that's what she's well, pointing out. Uh, so I'd, I'd take struggle beyond just the pornography temptation. I mean, people struggle with eating the right foods. Maybe they're overweight and there's a struggle there. Anything we have in life, if it's in a, you know, an addiction, it might not necessarily be an addiction, but something that we want to make better within ourselves. Agreed. And self-control is hard. Living up to what we might think is our moral standard is hard mm-hmm. and we disappoint humans disappoint us all the time mm-hmm. other humans mm-hmm. but we disappoint ourselves too mm-hmm. but i want to at least land pam and for a moment on is the fact that there's a temptation i.e struggle still present the problem is that an issue does i don't think temptation equals struggle well i'm not sure that's why i'm that's why i want to at least go down this path for a second based on the caller's wording because I hear is, am I going to have to live with this struggle forever? Is he going to have to have this struggle forever? Because that's usually it comes from a temptation. It comes from a habit. It comes mm-hmm. from an escape. It comes from something, mm-hmm. which we just did a show recently on masturbation. Mm-hmm. And those two are tied, tied closely together. Porn okay. is a masturbation industry, but it's looking at it through the lens of is the fact that, the, cause this is where, if you go on a global bigger issue scale for most marriages where you can take the porn out of it and just use um, the differences between us and how they manifest themselves, um, it, whenever I, if I take offense and am, and am tossed to and fro by your thoughts and feelings, I'm going to constantly be tossed to and fro by your thoughts and feelings because they're just going to change and they're going to be fleeting and there's fluidity to it and that's why I am a big believer when you're talking about married life, I need to focus more of my energy and emphasis on what are your decisions and actions? What are your behaviors? 
Okay. Right. And so if he continues. Uh, Grant, that's a different way to go. Okay. Which let's go there in just one second. Okay. But because it's, it's at least starting to define what are the actions because that's tangible data. Okay. I'm not going to dispute the fact that they all are born out of a thought and a feeling. Okay. But in some regards, it's trying to give yourself a little more, take a little weight off and start just focusing more on what are the behaviors? What are the decisions and actions? And then what are your decisions and actions? Because she's talking about, am I supposed to just smile and kiss a man when I'm concerned he's been looking at pornography? My answer to that is a flat out no. Yeah, mine too. Who says just because he is married to you and has said, I do, that that means you have to have sex with him when he is doing things that you've expressly and agreed together. I don't want as part of our relationship. Yeah. And while that could seem I'm giving in to, wow, this is going to make the struggle all the more hard for you. So be it. Yeah. That's 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 life on life terms. Well, not... When you're when you have one spouse that is going against something like you said that you've both agreed is not to where you want your marital relationship to go down something mm-hmm. that is straying it, it, it's not focusing your sexual desires within the relationship nothing says that you have to continue to do something that takes all the weight off of your spouse or that right. maybe makes them happy quote unquote right. When you're not there, when you're feeling like you've been betrayed. Right, because there needs to be a congruence and some authenticity on both sides. That's what you're talking about. Right. And so when you go down the route of, okay, I'm really disappointed that that happened, but all right, right, I'll still have sex with you. You're basically saying, eh, there's really no price to this. It's no cost. Mm-hmm. And so it's being able to at least start looking at the same line of thinking in my mind as what are your decisions and actions? What are your behaviors? And then let's detour just briefly, Pam, into now what does she do with her thoughts and feelings? Okay. Because this is, this is the tricky part. Because it is so pervasive and it hits and strikes right at insecurities and just... It's a huge confidence hit when you find out your spouse is exploring other things with their eyes. Sure. It makes you feel like you're unworthy or your body isn't what they're interested in. Right. Or your mind's not what they're interested in. It, you're, you just feel like you just don't live up to right. what you're supposed to be living okay. up to. But that's also then having to see this better through the lens that's not... I am responsible for for your actions and choices because it is his struggle. You're just the collateral damage from that struggle. It's not her responsibility because she even has a little bit of that. What if baby four didn't come along and my desire was not hit like it was? This wouldn't be happening. Something else would have come along. Exactly. Whether it's an issue at work or something like that and he's stressed out. And this is, this is de- delineating between cause and ally. Right. I can be an ally in this. I am not the cause of it. Yeah. And so in some regards, trying to separate yourself from this is not about me. This is about him. 
and being able to then start to look at this through the lens of what's different about this equation of anything he could be looking at elsewhere versus the fact that he is with you, there is only one you. And if you can confidently conduct yourself with that in your mind and in your heart and in your essence, that brings a different level of confidence and pressure to bear, especially if you back it up with, if you want to be with this, it's worth being with, but there's also some earning of it in a sense on the way you carry yourself, on the way you conduct yourself, on the character of you, just like the character of me that I'm trying to call forward. Okay. I'm trying to hash through that in my head. Okay. Um, trying to equate, I don't know. I, there's so much pain that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be mad. And for a while, I just want to be mad about it. Okay. So be mad. Yeah. For a while, I just want to be mad. And then, then at some point, I've got to say, can't be mad anymore. That's not doing me any good. Now I've just got to stand my ground and say, here's the life that I want to live. And here is the wife that I plan to be. Mm-hmm. And here's my expectation. I, I, I think it's, here's my expectation for you. Mm-hmm. And here's the expectation of our well, and sexual in, relationship together. And in some together. regards, what she's talking about, this has already been a an agreed upon thing. It's a collaborative thing. Yeah, and that's got to come back up. Mm-hmm. And right? just like, okay, wait, it's time to shore up the thing you got with the other guys that was helping you. And apparently it's not working. So what's, what needs to be done now? Right, because she doesn't need to be his accountability partner. No, no spouse should ever be an accountability partner for the other spouse, in my opinion. Did you have something else? I was, I was, I was still watching the wheels spinning. There are wheels spinning in here, but you roll with it. <laughs> okay. I'm tr- it, right now. It's not a fluid thought, so everybody out there is going to say, "What is she talking about?" That's good about? radio. <laughs> 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 now, I mean, because to land it with this, it's it. It really comes down to how do you view and conduct you when you're up against things that are going on that are not in line with an agreed-upon thing relationally, but also an agreed-upon thing with your own integrity and character. When you go against that, you're basically saying your integrity and character doesn't matter. So you got to align better with, I don't need to put on a pretense. I need to face this more cleanly with, this is a problem. This is a concern. This is an issue going on. And it's not that you have to make it up to me, but we got to confront it better. Right. One of the things that I, I find a little, I don't, troubling is not the right word, but I guess I just want to address um, in her email. She said, if, if he really loved me, right, he wouldn't do this. And I, and yeah. I find myself not wanting to to defend the gentleman in this one, the 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 dudes out there. But I think I have to a little bit that there can be temptations, there can be downfalls. Um it doesn't mean that the spouse doesn't love you. Right. It's 
we're, we are quick to go all or nothing. He's, he's screwing up, and it sounds like he's screwing up on, uh, on a regular basis. Um, many times we give in, and that's how Satan works, mm-hmm. right? That he mm-hmm. comes in, he tries to get in the back door, he tries to nail us time and time again, and that's where it really hurts as a spouse. When it happens multiple times, it's like, man, I thought we got over this. I thought we addressed this. And it comes back again, okay. and it's just so this knife in the heart. Let's end it with this, because it's the, I thought we got over this. It, a, better, a better way to think through this is, I was better with this. You were better with this. Now you're struggling with this more is what I'm hearing. That's impacting me. Because we got to separate that. It's not a we. It's a me and you. And the more I can do that, I can then start to stay in the arena of this is how what your struggle does to me. This is the impact it has on me. Which is where the we comes in. Agreed. It impacts we. But the we, in my mind, and maybe I'm not explaining this cleanly. I hear what you're saying. I like using the word we. (laughs) Because this is marriage here, but okay, stand on your own two feet. That's where you're coming from. That's the whole, that's the main thing is otherwise, what kind of weight do I have if you're not on board? I don't have, I have to have agreement for any kind of things to change rather than, no, I don't. I can make the move and say, this is a concern. You're not living up to your integrity and character. That's what you're on. That's what you're reporting to myself too. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't in good conscience and with my own character put on a facade like things are just fine. At least yeah. it's more real. Yeah, it's it's really hard for me to get in bed with you when, it, when I'm thinking you're thinking about someone mm-hmm. else's breasts while you're with me in bed. Right. And so being able to do that changes the way we can at least confront it. So it's, it's a little cleaner. Doesn't solve it yet, but I think that's how solutions start to become appearing. Yeah. So sticking to a weight loss, you know, any kind of plan that's out there can be particularly hard. Especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts, obstacles that hold you back from making progress. Well, the people at Noom, they can help because it's not just a weight loss plan. It's Mm -mm. actually, they help you live a healthier lifestyle. So with Noom, you have a personalized training and your own support team for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or personal trainer, which is pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. You get a goal specialist, behavior change specialist, nutrition expert, fitness trainer, all in one and there's a community of support that when you put your information out there about here's my goals here's my successes here's my failures you've got people to come right alongside and go way to go or you'll get them next time or hey let's tweak that and figure out because you have expert backing all along the way you also get the agony of food tracking taken out because Noom has one of the biggest databases mm-hmm. out there when you track your food, and they are not just about elimination. This has been my experience with it, and I know you have had the same thing, Pam, yep. that when you track your food, it helps you with habits, and it's not just about eliminating them, it's about moderating. Yep. Because I think of dieting as, oh, I'm going to be eating cardboard the rest of my life if I want to lose weight, but not with Noom. With Noom, you get to achieve the goals that you want, which my personal one has been, I just got to eat a little better. I'm not really trying to drop weight. I'm just trying to change some choices. Okay. And Noom makes it at a glance very, very easy. So Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits and in with the new. You can sign up for your trial today 
at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash S-M-R. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash S-M-R to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash S-M-R and start losing the weight for good. Hi, I'm just wondering what your experience has been with testosterone uh, for women. I had testosterone pellets placed recently and it has changed my life um, and my relationship to my husband much for the better. Anyway, just a thought. Thank you. Well, biologically speaking, testosterone is the component that does increase drive. Mm -hmm. That when it is in your body, there's typically more sexual drive. That's not across the board case every single time without fail, but that is typically why men have a higher desire level and drive than women Mm -hmm. because they have more, proportionally speaking, testosterone in their body. So when you're talking about testosterone for women, uh, what I have heard, and again, I'm going to put all this with the caveat of consult a medical professional. Yes, you're a PhD. I'm a PhD, not an (laughs) MD. (laughs) So I do not have the psychopharmacological degree and to get into a lot of the chemical compounds and how they impact your body and the side effects. So consult with a medical professional. But we've had an episode on menopause before mm-hmm. where she talked about the, the benefit of that to help balance out some hormones. Right. And to help balance out the, the tension between her and her husband. So from f- personal experience, that's mine, is from hearing it from clients and guests. Mm-hmm. And it's all been favorable. But again consult with a licensed professional yeah. before you do anything in that regard. Dr. Corey, this is Zachary. I've been listening to your show for quite a bit. Um, I just listened to 399 on the Saying Yes episode, and you were saying about how there's a, um, a sumptuated yes as the other gentleman was uh, caveating to the rapist counselor. I'm just curious about something. So my wife was never really raised by her parents. And there was never an essential, like, there was never a conversation of birds and the bees or an essential yes to that aspect because she was predominantly raised by her uh, grandfather who was living by himself. So how does the saying yes, essentially, when that conversation was probably never, ever mentioned as far as a grandfather, granddaughter situation or a conversation or something like that? So how, and then on top of that is how do I adjust my marriage into where the assumption yes can be a broad um, conversation between me and my spouse because the conversations are never there just because she is just used to, you know, uh, uncomfortable talking, of course, to her grandfather or something like that as far as sex. Uh, thank you for taking my questions, and I appreciate it. Well, in some regards, um, whether you're raised by a single grandfather or raised by a single parent or raised by intact parents, cohort, this is still a subject that we get a varying degrees of foundation yeah. <laughs> from from none to really negative to pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there there's probably a lot of people listening right now that grew up with, with their mom and dad. And probably had the same experience she had that they didn't, the conversation never came up. 
Right. And so that makes it more difficult once yeah. you're starting to try to interweave that into the areas of your life and then in turn your areas of your relationship. Right. Right. Because in in some regards, and this is this has been a thread throughout the life of Sexy Marriage Radio, but for sure it's been a thread of Sexy Marriage Radio since you've been my host and my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as far as she wife long before co-host but hey guys i'm his wife just in case you didn't know (laughs) but it's seeing it as um being able to talk about this subject a lot of times is the way into experiencing more but it's not the only way and it also is usually led unilaterally usually i i'm thinking of this one and thinking does she have any girlfriends to talk to is there an encouragement? Great point. Is Great there question. A, an encouragement of a girlfriend that she would want to talk to? That she would that would be encouraged? I don't know if you have a, you know, sometimes you've got mutual um, friends where you and mm-hmm. the husband are friend, and she yeah. and she and the so it's couple wife friends, but friends. you're also friends, not yeah. just as couples. You're as individuals. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, put something in your buddy's ear so he can put something in the wife's ear, so <laughs> she can put something in her ear. You know, kind of that chain reaction, <laughs> little circular thing going on. Okay, <laughs> just a thought. No, if that's a possibility, and that's 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 could be great, uh, an, a great avenue to explore, and at least start to ask, hey. I'm just curious because it, the the one thing foundation, foundationally speaking for this caller is you've got to understand that regardless of how we got to wherever we are at whatever point in our life, we all, each and every one of us have to eventually take a stand, make a choice or act that is either in line or slightly skewed or completely counter to whatever my foundation was growing up. Mm, yeah. right? Our parents do this, whatever culture we were a part of, we take it all hook, line, and sinker until we finally start to get some dis- discerning thought and differentiated processing and start to decide what do I truly believe, not just because those around me believe that, but because I do. Yeah, you start questioning. Right. And so it's, it's being able to have some critical thinking mm-hmm. about things and ask the questions about things. And so his... Every single one of us has to do this. It sounds like he had a little bit of a head start, quote unquote, than she did because of being raised by a single grandfather. Sure. And that would be, I'm assuming, not having grandkids from any of our children, but assuming if I was going to have that conversation with a grandchild, well, that may not be a good good application. This is the man that talks about sex, right? <laughs> we could but- just, Grandpa, can we listen to your show? <laughs> right here, kids. <laughs> but but it's just, you can see where, all right, that would be one, no, I'm not going to touch. All right, we're not going to talk about that. But he does this with her, and so he's wondering, how do I lead this conversation? How do I make this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, he's onto it right there. You just lead it. It's just a unilateral, you know what? I listened to this, and this is what came up. And this is what we talked about a couple episodes back. I cannot remember the, the name of which number. But it was the idea of you don't expect the conversation. You just drop the knowledge. Yeah. You drop the thought. You drop the intent. You drop the, the message. And it maybe is picked up later or it's maybe not. But typically that nuggets of that land. And that's what starts to create the shift. Mm-hmm. 
because universally speaking in relationships, when one of you takes the lead in something, the other person probably isn't going to stand up and applaud. Yeah, if it's something certainly that's been maybe tense or uncomfortable or anxiety causing right. for one or the other. Right, and, it, and it's based on the fact that this is just an uncomfortable subject. Yeah. Because if you think about it, let me look at our, the, our relationship. I look back at some of the different conversations we had about sex early in our marriage and even, you know, early meaning the first 10 years, maybe mm-hmm. even the first 15. And I would bring up something and, hey, why is that? And blah, blah, blah. And your answer would be, I don't know. And it was a legit answer. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily just a pawning me off. It was a, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a deep thinker. <laughs> not in that arena at that point. I don't analyze my own sure. things. Yeah. But through the process, now it becomes, I don't know, but I'll do some searching and see. Mm-hmm. Let me wrestle with why. Mm-hmm. Let me, here's my uncertainty. Because now all of a sudden, lo and behold, I'm talking about the subject, but I'm not specifically talking about the subject. Yeah. And that happens by just being willing to approach her as if there's the yes. Not that I need the confirmation that she's given me the yes. How do I shift her to where I'm assuming more positive intent and a Mm. positive response from her? I mean, that's Dr. Glover's work where he says... Well, the wording there was weird. How do I shift her to where I'm expecting a more positive intent? No, I I approach her as if I'm already expecting the yes. Okay. I'm expecting... And seeing the the the, the positive intent that okay. I'm going to bring this up, and she's going to engage me with it, rather than I know this is going to get shot down. All right. So therefore, I don't right. say anything, and then who do I blame? Right. Well, we're both at fault in that, mm-hmm. and so I'm better off just how do I handle my side better? And if I'm trying to assume a yes from her, and I see the chasm that it's taken for her to get to where she even is today. Well, that's a positive. That's a positive, right? There's yeah. there's still progress. There's still movement. So how do I continue to see this as I can still approach this mm-hmm. on my side, and maybe I need to tweak the way I'm viewing it to go more positive too. Hmm. I don't have anything else to add. Do you? Have a blessed week. <laughs> that's a, that's always a good yeah a good send yeah, off. Thanks for being here. Go out and give us a review on iTunes. We'd love to have that. Subscribe. Unsubscribe, subscribe again so we can climb the charts in That's iTunes. weird. I don't know if it actually works, but um, can't imagine. try it out. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, thank you again for taking time out of your day and every week that you do to spend it with us. If we left something undone, 214-702-9565 is how you get to the front of the line with whatever question you are dying to ask <laughs> or comments you want to share. Um, we're so glad that you spent this time with us, and mm-hmm. we'll see you again next time.